Spiritual Intelligence is a show spiritually grounded in reality. Learn from your host and the great teachings of the universe. Remember, there is power behind love, self-acceptance, and being open to a whole new world, a psychic and spiritual awakening. Learn about intuition, psychic ability, and healing. We are all intuitive. We all have our own superpowers to use our intuition. We can all consciously create our lives and make them how we want them to be. Be on the receiving end of abundance. The show will bring you real stories about real people that have been life-changing and take you on a personal journey of deep self-exploration. The answers are right inside of you. And now, it's time for Spiritual Intelligence Radio Show with your host, Emo Sumac Watkins. Good morning, everyone. This is Ima Sumac Watkins, and this is Spiritual Intelligence coming from Los Angeles, California. It is a cool Saturday morning, and we are so welcoming this weather right now. Thank you for coming back, uh, everyone who's listening from all over the globe and also all across the USA. I have a really wonderful guest today. Her name is Jamie Lerner. And I'll just read from what uh, she sent me because it's, it's just, it goes right to the point. Um, she says, I am often called, uh, I'm often called my third life. I have co-created a beautiful family with my successful and dynamic husband. I received my MSW from Loyola University and developed a wonderful, thriving private psychotherapy practice. I've traveled the world exploring all types of spiritual healing modalities. I'm passionate. Um, I am a uh, passionate amateur equestrian writer um, on the AA horse show circuit, and I have an insatiable appetite for pleasure, beauty, and joy, and often refer to myself as a true pleasure drunkie, which I think this is really great. I also, she's also um, does integrative approach to well-being and she has this text uh, that she's also going to explain to us is called the quickie so uh, at no further uh, ado hi Jamie good morning how are you today hello I'm great thank you so much for having me and I'm so happy to hear that you're having a little cooler weather there finally for yourself (laughs) yes it's very welcome to believe me so, you know, today's theme is a self-love. We had just briefly texted back and forth about what, you know, what we wanted to talk about. And, uh, but first, I'd like for you to explain integrative approach to well-being. Okay. So um, I went to school and was trained as a therapist and then went on to do psychotherapy with clients for a long time, never really feeling like what I was doing was right for me. While we were asking clients to continue to look backward, we really were not giving them the ability to look forward. So after several years in a very successful private practice, I left that. I traveled 
and I um, created something called the Integrative Approach to Wellbeing, which simply assists people in uh, moving from where they are in their right here and now to where they want to be. And this is a very different approach to um, therapy or well-being because I really don't believe that we have to spend much time looking back in order to move forward. So the integrative approach well-being really assists people in assisting themselves, and it helps people redirect themselves back to their inner knowing, inner being, intuition, all of the God-given well-being that we came here with. And the contrast sometimes um, moves us away from that sense of, um, you know, wellness. So that is how I'm helping people help themselves right now. And it's really a fun, fun approach. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. And so do you feel that this developed from all the different healing modalities that you um, explored or learned or experienced? I think that what this really came from was my own sense of inner knowing, which I was very clear about at a very young age. And through then leaving my practice and traveling and exploring other modalities, I was constantly brought back to this sense of we do know. We always know for ourselves. And so how can we learn to trust ourselves and reconnect with ourselves and really relax into that sense of well-being and self-love? And so it's it's really, I think, a very natural process for people once they're reminded of everything that they really already know. Mm-hmm. So it's so when someone comes to you for uh, sessions or uh, to work with you, because we are talking about self-love, is it? Do you start there? Do you start with self-love? Well, it's interesting because in order for someone to work with me, they go to my website and they read the mm-hmm. website and they get a sense of like, am I someone who wants to take personal responsibility? Because in order to work with me, you have to literally figure out how much time that you want to book with me. It could be 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. And my feeling is that you know what you need for yourself. I don't know what you need. So that happens right away for people. They start to feel kind of like self-empowered, that they're Mm -hmm. making a choice for themselves. And then when we start working together, I really ask people to become lovingly curious about themselves, to start looking at themselves in a very loving and curious way instead of a judgmental and critical way. And when people start to do that, I think it feels so much better. And mm-hmm. then they recognize the connection with themselves that they probably have always had but are distracted from because our inner being is tapping us on the shoulder all day long, asking us 
to tune in, tune in, tune in. And a lot of times we're just kind of brushing that off, saying that now, I'm busy, I can't deal with this, you know, whatever that is. But to really get the sense that you can reconnect with yourself at a moment's notice and make the choice to stay there or not, I think is really a very powerful way to work. Mm-hmm. And, and so you, it is more about, as you said, taking responsibility immediately as they start to work with you. So it's always on them. Yes, it is. And sometimes people will choose to not change or to not mm-hmm. shift. And I think that that's as powerful as a choice as choosing to change or shift. So then we start to work together to figure out how can you be where you are and feel better about where you are because often it's not about where we are and it's always about how we feel about where we are. So mm-hmm. just that's go ahead. A, a, another way to, you know, mm-hmm. to help people help themselves. Mhm. So in in self love so going over to to self-love, what would you describe self-love? Well, first of all, I think that um, the relationship that we have with ourselves is the foundation for every other relationship that we have to go on with other people or others. Mm-hmm. So um, when we are able to sit with ourselves and really embrace ourselves unconditionally, I think that and that's how we come into this world. We really do. We come into this world as love and light. And then, you know, our parents or society reflects back to us or doesn't reflect back to us. But intuitively, we know what that love feels like, what that Mm self-love feels like. So I Mm -hmm. ask people to try to reconnect with that just even for one moment and remember that that's really who you are. You're love and light and um, you're you're so worthy of that. Um, women, I think especially, we tend to hide loving ourselves behind all of the roles that we take on. And we take on so many roles and we wear so many hats and we do so many things. And then if we aren't really addressing ourselves, we get resentful. And mm-hmm. we feel that, you know, here we are giving and giving and giving and we have nothing for ourselves. And yet it's so interesting because we must give to ourselves before we can give to others. And we Mm -hmm. are responsible for giving that to ourselves, for nourishing ourselves, for nurturing ourselves before we then go on to do all of these other things. And Mm -hmm. I must say that oftentimes we use that as an excuse to never address ourselves, which is fine. So then I ask people, like, let's just be conscious of it. And then you can make the choice. You can even say, I am choosing to be the ultimate martyr, to do everything for everyone and never address myself. And this is my choice. <laughs> and that, that's But that's great. okay. Then you never feel like you're a victim and you never get resentful because you mm-hmm. literally are choosing it. And that is mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. So, so you you get people conscious. You 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 have them I, consciously yes. 
consciously take responsibility for whatever is it that they're doing at the time. And so by becoming conscious about it, it no longer is you're not in a fog, you're not in denial, you're conscious about it. Oh. And mm-hmm, and the fact that you're in a non without judgment, asking them to take the choice, be it sleep on the couch and be a couch potato, and if that's okay, and then be, make that choice so that you don't feel guilty and feel like you need to hide it from people or do something but, but about it. But don't just sit on the couch and be a couch potato. Love yourself. Enjoy ah. that time that you're sitting on the couch. Feel good about this choice because you are choosing to sit there and turn it into an opportunity to nurture yourself and nourish yourself instead of turning it into something that's negative and critical. Mm-hmm. There's, there's the choice right there. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, you stay out of the victim because you've already created, you you already did an action just by choosing exactly. your, act, you made the choice. your action. And, and, and I don't really believe there's consequences. I believe there's outcomes, you know, and either it's the outcome that you feel good about or it's the outcome that you don't feel good about and then on to the next moment and the next choice and the, and the next outcome. So in many ways, none of this is a big deal. It's just moments. Managing one moment <laughs> at a time. Yes. And on to the next moment, you know. And then forgetting about the last moment, be it good or bad, and just thinking about the present one. Exactly. Correct? And there really is mm-hmm. no good or bad. Right. It's just a moment, and then the next mm-hmm. moment, and the next. Mm-hmm. So I think that that feels so much better in terms of how we then get to choose how we move about our day. Yes in our lives as well. So what about, um, you know, like, for instance, addictions and things like that? Do you you work with people that way? I do, but I don't really think that addiction is what most people would describe it as. I believe that addiction is misalignment, that we are out of alignment with ourselves. And I believe that if we would feel good before we went to take a drink and then use that drink as a way to accentuate our already good feeling, that that would be amazing. But most people use that drink or that recreation or, or, or whatever it is or whatever. Yeah. It's a way to feel good. And that's where the misalignment comes in. So I really ask people to look at addiction differently, to look at it as alignment or misalignment. And so can you feel good about what you're going to do before, during, and after? And that's the rule of thumb. So you can eat anything. You can drink anything. You could really do anything, even if it it was considered to be dangerous, if you were in alignment with it, thoughts and feelings as one, and then you made that choice from that good feeling place to do whatever that was, I believe that would never be harmful for you. But we misunderstand I think addiction mm-hmm. yes that's, that's my perception it's a well and it's a multi-layered um, yes yeah I and, and I agree with you because from from my um from the work that I do there's a lot just more about a chemical imbalance or and as you say there is a misalignment and with that there's also other entities that go with that that are uh, applying to that, that are also feeding off that. 
So, yes, it's it's multi-layered. It's not just something that you can or you can't do, uh, or there's a, some sort of a, a chemical imbalance or psychological. There's more to it than that. Then, regards to trauma, uh, you know, childhood trauma. It could just be people having an accident and they just are in fear now of driving. Do you work with people, and how do you do? How do you work with them? Well, I think if we can look back at what happened then with our adult perspective, then we can shift our reality about it. And we can reframe whatever that thing that happened then with our right here and now perspective. And so I think that that is a really helpful way um, for people to recreate in their now a scenario about what happened then that supports us in our now. Because oftentimes what we're thinking about what happened then has nothing to do with our now. We've just kind of like dragged it along. And we've used that once again as another excuse not to move forward. So some of it's unpacking the language. Some of it is reframing. And a lot of it is looking at it from our here and now adult perspective because we would see it very differently as an adult. So then you would, in helping someone, you would help them see what their adult perspective is and what is what is it that they dragged along, say, from a childhood and what their perspective is from then. Am I, is this right? Am I going? Yes, yes. And how is that serving you in your now? And is it even true? Because a lot of times we drag things along and we don't even look at them. And we just tell the same story over and over again. We don't even really understand the story we're telling. We're just so used to telling it. But if we Mm -hmm. would stop and actually unpack it, we would see that most of it's not even true. But So (laughs) what is it about that story that's true for you right now? And so Mm -hmm. usually that story gets very short, very condensed, and then you're able to, from that new storyline, create a version that does support you in your now and allows you to move forward. Fantastic. I like this. The the thing is that a lot of people are so invested in their story and in their drama and in their, you know, they've just put their whole life's work into this, this story and they don't want anyone to take it away from them. And Mm -hmm. so I tell people, no one is going to take that story away from you. However, if, you are not feeling good when you're telling the story. You're probably not feeling good as you're living it. So take the version of the story and at least create a more updated storyline so that you could feel good when you tell your story. And so, it, so it would be good to just to write down that story or that trauma or that incident and write it down on paper and then uh, and try to update it just from there. Try to update it or just say, wow, this doesn't even fit with anything. Like, what, like, what is this? And often I ask people to laugh about it because humor is such a wonderful way to deal with something without necessarily sidestepping the emotional content. We're not mm-hmm. sidestepping the emotional content, but we don't need to, to be in all that emotion. It, it's mm-hmm. not helpful. Mm-hmm. It, it is, I think it's not helpful at all. So I, I, laugh. I laugh all day long. You know, with myself, at myself. And that is, is, I think, a really a wonderful tool 
I, I completely agree with you, Jamie. Also, and and the training that I I have that I got is one that laughing is a very high vibration, and so when when you're taking things too serious and everything starts, you start to start to fake a laugh until they start to become a laugh because you've just raised your vibration. Oh, that's amazing. Um, that's perfect. <laughs> and so you're saying this, and you know, you're saying that you're saying the same thing. You're just using. Also, there was a book by a man, I think, way back in the '70s, uh, that someone brought to me at one of my uh, one of the classes that I teach, and it was, you know, I think it was early '70s, late '60s, and it was how he his, this whole book was about how laughter had just cured people, and how he does laugh therapy. I don't know who this person is. I can't remember. It was a while back that they brought this book, but I thought, oh, this is perfect. Of course, this is what everybody is trying to do. And I think I remember people being cured in hospitals when they were starting to watch little comedies from, you know, Lauren Hardy and uh, the Stooges and, you know, just laugh, you know, comedy shows. That and that how the best medicine. I mean, that makes yes. perfect sense to me. So when in doubt, laugh. Absolutely, I agree. You will feel better. (laughs) Absolutely, I agree. Even if it's just to ha, 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 and and it just goes from there. I so agree with you. Um, We're going to wrap it up in a few minutes. But uh, first of all, I I have your website that people can reach you at. It's www.jamie-learner.com. And you have everything on there from your book to how to reach you, um, how to get your book, and everything more about um, uh, in the uh, integrative approach to well-being. Also, before we go, tell me what is this texting option called, the Quickie? So the the Quickie came from requests from clients that I have, um, and what it is is people purchase time with me. And then they use that time to text with me. And I love this um, option. It's really my favorite service because um, as people are texting me the question, they are literally checking back in with themselves and using me as a conduit. So you text me something and I'll text you back. And you text me something and I'll text you back. And it's really interesting to see how quickly people are able to answer their own questions. So it's a way to reconnect with yourself and check back in with yourself by using me as <laughs> I like uh, that. the conduit. Yeah, yes. It's really I, great. And that's a great um, idea. It, it, so it, it's a, it's just a nice option for, for people to, to try out my services. And so, yeah. Fantastic. Um, I always give a, a word to all my guests, and the word for you is essence. And so tell me, what is essence for you? And tell me, describe um, how is it in, a, in your everyday life? Uh, well, the essence of, and it's interesting because my book is called The Ever-Loving Essence of You. So you know, it's self-love is the essence, I think, of everything. That's what really resonates with me. Okay. And you do this every day of your life, I can see. I see that. I do this every day of my life, and the more I love myself, the more I love everyone else. 
it's just such a wonderful way to move through the world and connect with other people when you are connected to yourself unconditionally. Mm-hmm. I so agree with you. Thank you so much for coming and sharing um, your knowledge and also integrative approach to well-being. I enjoyed having you today. I also, uh, just to let everybody know once again, that Jamie's uh, website link will be up on the link, and you can download it, uh, download this um, show. I uh, want to thank everyone, uh, everybody out there who came back to see us. Uh, and just remember, we are we are on iHeart, iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, Amazon on Echo and Alexa. And you just look up Lions Radio Network, and you will find us there. And you can download all of those, all the other shows that we've had in the past. Thank you again, Jamie. A pleasure. Thank you, everybody. And we'll it'll until next time. 